0: Hello Central Michigan University, my name is Ben Solis I
1: am Mercedes Benz Mercedes Benz They named the vehicle right after me A
0: fine quality car for a fine quality person Today we are the Raving Geeks, as always, here on Friday in our third episode I'm happy to be back, how about you Malachi?
1: Episode 3, we're hitting our stride Yes we are, Do you guys like that intro music? How about that, Ben?
0: Malachi does it a little bit better, are you ready Malachi? (laughs) That was great Oh, Ridiculous. It sounds like Enya meets Sting, and I love Sting, but that's awful. We had a
1: pretty heated debate over whether or not we were going to use this at the beginning of the episode. Oh. I thought it was great. I, I think wanted it's... something
0: more subtle, and you wanted to go full bore into craziness. <laughs> it's jarring. It I hope you like... guys
1: suck around after you heard, your, like, what show is this? No, they and, like, turned left... this
0: off. They turned this off. You want to know why? Because it sounds like Seal took a dump, plugged it into an auto-tuner, and then came up with a new hit single.
1: It sounds like an actual Seal got into the recording booth. oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Well, here we are back again, as always. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, Jokes aside, I think something very deathly serious is on the the horizon for all of us geeks. Fall TV. And while there's a bunch of new uh, shows with uh, brand new episodes coming uh, to fall television, uh, there are some returners, some things that we're very excited about. So we're going to go down the list of geeky TV and see what's in store for all of us. So I got a pretty big list here, Malachi. You ready to get into this? Oh,
1: I'm ready. But actually, first, I think we need to hit that one more time.
0: Wait, wait, wait. What was that?
1: Kels, can you uh, can you drop a little bit of that sweet... What's the name of this one, actually, too? Can I drop that sweet oh, that's music.
0: That's a good question.
1: Yeah, let's look up the um, name here.
0: We don't know the name. It's titled The
1: Other Side. Ooh. Ooh. Producer Kelsey dropping Mysterious. in The Other Side. Um,
0: and we're back. Uh, what do you know? So let's get into this uh, Fall TV preview here. Um... You, do you like CSI at all? Do you watch any of the CSIs?
1: I, I catch a couple episodes here and there. I find it a little stereotypical.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Really ridiculous cop shows, cop yeah. dramas.
1: Apparently there's, like, male semen on everything right that's clearly. how they that's how they catch all the criminals
0: clearly in the, in the words of uh chris pratt and guardians of the galaxy and star lord if uh you had a black light it would look like a jackson pollock painting yeah yeah every episode is a i'm
1: surprised battle. they got that joke in there actually i
0: know it's a little raunchy ain't it yeah especially
1: with how that whole movie ended with like a dance battle and yeah, yeah, it yeah. kind of got a little kitty at the end i felt
0: yeah. and then all the semen everywhere yeah wow but anyway csi has a new show it's not new it was it did It did start last year Yeah. Um, And it's still ongoing, but it's CSI cyber. Oh no boy! I know, right? What is so, that like cyber crime? Well, How yeah. do forensic
1: detectives use cyber? Okay, I guess you're going to explain this. Okay, so,
0: okay, so I've got synopsi <laughs> for all of these things, and uh, so they investigate. Wait le- a minute!
1: Did you just say synopsi? Synopsi? It's not synopsises.
0: I might be. I don't know. Synopsi. You know, I like the i for plurals, even if they're not right. Yeah. I like to catch people. Yeah. Definitely caught me off yeah, guard. Yeah, and he's an editor too. Synopsi. So. I got gotcha. you. I got to look that up. I Go got gotcha. you.
1: Go ahead though. I want to see. If that's they story. investigate
0: illegal activities on the internet. Uh, in one episode, uh, well, I'm. I'm, I'm spit balling here so i'm I'm, I'm guessing this is what this is going to be like if i watch this show that one episode the gang tanks on uh what a foreign torrent dealer uh you know yeah arms torrent dealer hellbent on worldwide copyright infringement i mean come on this is ridiculous what billy forgot to pay his paypal balance and now now he's gonna feel the justice of csi cyber
1: yeah, I don't know. Is that very compelling? Cybercrimes? That's kind of boring. Well, they're
0: trying to like they're trying to like make it a futurism <clears> kind of thing, you know? They'd be futurists and look forward about what the next landscape of crime is going to be
1: and Yeah, but they're not out in the street cracking heads or anything. No, I they're know, like right? sitting behind a computer I If I If
0: I'm watching CSI or Law & Order, yes. or even the great
1: see, SVU is pretty great. Okay, Law & yeah, Order like SVU. SVU. Ice-T, man. Yeah, he's great. I actually was listening, to, or not listening, but watching, using both my eyes and ears mm. this morning. Ice T, Ice It's weird how that he leveraged his like actual celebrity brand with like this character. Surely. Like he essentially is just like a little bit more toned down or toned up. I'm not really sure version of Ice T. Yeah, he's turned up. All he, all he's really doing is like slapping fools and like cracking one liners. He
0: doesn't and care. And
1: he's always confused by what's happening because you know you gotta have that character that's like that it like can explain everything to people. Absolutely. Yeah. you know, So that the slower viewers don't get lost.
0: But you need that character to ask the dumb questions exactly. to get going, you know? Yeah, so that's... The ex- exposition catalyst. You so know?
1: you're saying he shot her. So you're saying...
0: So you're saying this so you'll tell me everything?
1: Yeah, well, everything. it's... I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. But yeah, so uh, I, I mean, I like some of those shows, but yeah, they yeah. gotta be out cracking heads, man. They gotta yeah. be out walking the beat, not sitting on a computer like, oh, we got him.
1: Yeah, and they're... Wow. How are you how are you expecting me to watch a show about, like, too finely tuned? Because those people are, like, pretty attractive and in pretty good shape.
0: Pretty much, yeah, for the most part. I don't know. I mean, ICT is looking a little, uh, you know, portly these days. Yeah. A little, little, well, like he's the, getting old, man. He is getting
1: old. But I'm saying, how are those Gangster's people supposed retirement. to get their exercise in if they're behind the computer the whole time? They it's going to be, like, too sloppily.
0: Do you think that they have, like, a CSI cyber workout day?
1: Not to, like... Promote the stereotype that people who use computers are ugly people. Like us. We certainly are. We certainly are. (laughs) We're perpetuating that stereotype. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting. But give me a break. This probably going to be pretty silly. Uh, The next uh, thing it's a new show, uh, The Last Man on Earth.
1: Oh, is that the Will Forte show?
0: Uh, I'm not sure.
1: Have you ever seen that? No. Is this a new season? I think so. Yeah, The Last Man on Earth is where Will Forte is – well, he thinks he's the last man on Earth for, like, the first couple episodes. And then you find out that there are, like, more people – and they're all trying to rebuild society and he's just kind of like a degenerate <laughs> like he uh it's pretty funny in like the first episode he's like really bored and then he does like all the kind of fun things that you would do if you were the last man on earth like Surely he plays walk around naked all day yeah and he like yeah. uses his uh pool as a toilet you know he's because uh,
0: that's clearly on my priority list if everybody dies all he the does, first thing I'm gonna do is take a dump in the in the pool.
1: I would assume it'd be pretty liberating. <laughs>
0: it might be. Would you be in the water at the time or would you be hovering just above?
1: <laughs> Look, man, if we're being real. <laughs> just be in the water. It'd be I'd be sitting in the water. Just swimming in it. <laughs> Nobody's around to shame you, you nope. know?
0: Not at all. Awesome. Yeah, so okay, good good explanation of this. Said the character's yeah. name is Phil Miller. Yeah, does yeah, that yeah. sound about right? Yeah. yeah. So it's uh he survives a, a deadly virus, right? That's yeah. what the idea is. The user rating for this is two stars, by the way.
1: Yeah, well, it's Will Forte, so he's like really—he's got kind of subverted humor. I think he's hilarious. It's, I think Big Gruber is one of the funniest movies. I think ever. it's
0: really funny too, and the skit was hilarious too because he never—he never solved the uh, like. The, yeah, it was—it kind of turned attack. it on
1: its head, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well is it supposed to be a funny show or is it supposed to be Yeah, it's funny.
1: I mean it's got other uh other comedians are in it too. Uh I only watched like the first three episodes where mm-hmm. they just started to introduce more people. Okay. Um so I'm not exactly sure like what the whole cast is, but uh it's got the girl of the voice of the the girl on Bob's Burgers. What's her name? Stand up comedian. Oh, um, Christian
0: Schall? Yes. yeah, Christian Shaw. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, she's great. Hilarious, by the way. Yeah,
1: she's actually the first person that he encounters. So okay. Uh, so be awkward. So, so yeah, she's like kind of like a fundamentalist Christian. Not like super hardcore, but like he like does not believe in anything and he's like just getting drunk all the time. She wants to like make a garden and all this stuff, and they end up getting married because they're the only people left and they want a bone, you know,
0: which <laughs> would be a terrifying situation.
1: And it's and it, it turns out like the day after they get married, they find another person and it ends up being like this super hot girl, and now he's like in this compromise situation, uh, but yeah, anyway. Why so I yeah, I mean I don't know. I, it may not be everybody's cup of tea. I think it's pretty funny though. Interesting.
0: So okay, that's a, that's a, probably a pretty good show with uh, some bad reception. Maybe here's Perhaps. a uh, really bad show with great reception. I'm still trying to wrap my head around this one. The Big Bang Theory. Oh, got it. Is back for show. another season. Uh, it's like that '70s show without like any of the redeeming nostalgia to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like this group buddy comedy that this I, I would say
1: it's it's the worst of the fixed camera sitcoms.
0: <laughs> fixed camera sitcoms. That's that's like a genre, yeah, right? I can I can, I, I can make that leap. I, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh and Kelsey I would shaking her head, yes. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank <laughs> confirmed.
1: Producer Kelsey confirmed. Put a stamp on that.
0: It's just it's just so ridiculous. I just, you know, it's been a, it, Here's my personal opinion as I've shared many times on this show. It's yes. exploitive. I was you about
1: know. to say, yeah, do you think it celebrates the geek culture, or no, does it panders to it? Yeah. Here's the
0: thing, is that since this has all gotten really big and popular in the last, what, five, six years, comic books are, are now cool. It's a nice thing. I mean, we've been hip on this for a real long time, so seeing a bunch of people walking around in Batman shirts that, you know, probably have just seen the movies. I mean, it's understandable. It's okay, cool. You've got a, you've got a gateway I'm glad, but to have a show that's just like completely dedicated only to that gateway and just like,
1: I yeah, don't know, well, how, I mean,
0: how weird we can be. I mean, you don't hear us talking like any of those guys from, you know, no Big Bang Theory. Well, yeah, we we say weird crap sometimes, but we do okay with the ladies. We're okay. We're real okay with the ladies.
1: Um, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like the, look, okay, so those people who are just getting into things and are showing it off—that's cool. That's great. That's yeah. that's not the issue here. I think it's the issue that. A company looks at this trend and they're like, "How do we make money off you can of milk it? it?" Yeah, and now it's weird how that's become kind of a brand. Yeah, you know,
0: absolutely, a very surface level brand too. You know? Yeah,
1: well, and it's it's without the understanding. I mean, a lot of the jokes on that show are like they're super awkward and they're not. You can't integrate into society and all this stuff. And
0: you're thrilled, the world, man. Hell yeah, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all. Well, you, you think Steve I know what Jobs was worried about integrating?
1: He's about to get his second movie.
0: Yeah, with with Michael Fassbender. Fassbender, he upgraded.
1: He's Magneto and Steve Jobs. Absolutely. Difference?
0: No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Both hellbent trying to destroy the world. Yeah, both
1: genocidal maniacs. Yeah, yeah. He's dead now, so we can slander him, right? We can
0: launch all kinds of salacious things that never happened to Steve Jobs. Right. Yeah, absolutely. He also
1: tried to drop a football stadium on the White House, too, didn't he? That was, like, in the 80s, right?
0: Oh, the Magneto? No. Uh, no, oh, Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. Yeah, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs totally did that. Yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Reagan was very upset. Yeah, not cool, man. Very, very upset. Really ruined the And he'd just been fired from uh, from Apple, too, at the time. So yeah. So that's why. It was vengeful. <laughs> very vengeful. So moving on to other bad shows uh, that are getting good reception. Gotham is back.
1: Mm-hmm. Crickets. Yeah. Nobody
0: cares. <clears throat> a lot of people do, and that's what really bugs me out a lot about it. I, I refuse to watch the show because they've so drastically mangled the story and the origins and you know are, are creating new origins for these characters I mean come on man the the whole point of this next season is the Rogues gallery coming to fruition. Right. And Bruce Wayne's like eleven. He's like a preteen, man. He hasn't
1: even gone out and like done <laughs> his ninja stuff yet. Not
0: at all. He's like he's like they're supposed to like he's supposed to decide that he's gonna become Batman. I don't care about him deciding to become Batman. I know he decides to become Batman. I want to see him kicking butt, man. Yeah. You know, I want to see an eleven-year-old Bruce Wayne punch this Joker character, if he is the real Joker, in the face like five times. I want to
1: see him cracking skulls. Exactly. Making. Whips with iced tea. Absolutely. What if iced tea if was. My
0: Gotham? I'd watch Gotham. What if he was like. I'd, I would let my druthers go and I'd watch Gotham.
1: <laughs> what if let your druthers go? My druthers. Set your druthers Set free, Ben.
0: aside, man. With iced tea. Oh, let your druthers free. <laughs>
1: but uh, what if what if he was Alfred on that show? How uh, awesome would I that would be? I would
0: dig it. I would totally dig it.
1: Master Bruce, you're being a punk ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Be give, me some, give me some bleeps on those, Kelsey. <laughs>
0: Got the bleeps. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, come on. It would have to be something drastic and weird to make me interested in this show. And just the fact that they're trying to push this Rogues Gallery thing in a context that is so drastically early in the story, it just doesn't make sense. So is it
1: that Bruce Wayne just happens to be, like, 20 years younger than all of his villains, or are they also the same age as him? He's
0: not supposed to be. I mean, Cobblepot, yeah. Cobblepot's technically kind of an old man when Bruce comes to age. I
1: mean, I guess he's a little bit older. But like everybody else is like generally portrayed about the same They're to be. age.
0: The Joker's supposed to be the same age as him, relatively. Yeah. At least, more you or know less. What I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, the way that they've done this is just really strange. Well, they and it destroys it. the
1: whole idea that like these villains came around because of Batman, like in long, the exactly. long Halloween kind of whole that's thing, that, thing whole that like.
0: That's the whole impetus, right? That's the whole argument: is that why do these villains exist because of Batman or not? And the majority of us have all agreed that yeah, this is a reaction. Batman, this is a rejection of Batman, I yeah. Think, that they're around, you know what I mean? Yeah, and the they whole idea be just there, and he decides, Well, I'm just gonna round these guys up. <laughs> well, it's so easy,
1: yeah. I mean, they've been active for like 20 years at that point, yeah. They're
0: established, man.
1: I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, how many you make the joke that the Joker has been in and out of Arkham Asylum for a long time as it is, like if he's been active as he's like an 11 year old, man, the criminal justice system and yeah, it's really messed up. Fall apart, man. I just like the idea too that. They did this a little bit in the Dark Knight trilogy, but more so in The Long Halloween, right? That he effectively, like, in the first, like, two or three years of his operation has shut down all of, like, the conventional mob crime and corruption and everything. And then after this like a new, weird criminal element. The freaks kind of start showing up because he's around, yeah. I just or, think that's a cool idea. Absolutely. And they the kind of cool, ruin that. And the
0: thing with, yeah, the thing with the, the Long Halloween is that it is a direct sequel in many ways to year one. Right, uh, yeah. Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale sat down with Frank and asked him for his, for his blessing, pretty much. It's like, hey, we want to continue this story. Honestly, they continue the story in a much broader, cooler way, much more ap- operatic way. Yeah. But yeah, you're exactly right that also now he's dealing with Speaking of old uh,
1: Crazy Frank, did you see that the Dark Knight 3? They're making uh, another sequel to his Dark Knight Returns? Oh, yeah, yeah. We we talked about this before. Did we really?
0: How short is your geek memory?
1: Very short. I'm I'm like a gnat. He's a busy... Who are you? Hi. What's this? Why is this microphone here? What is it? Green? Speaking of, yeah, we got new microphones. These are pretty cool. We got...
0: We're each on our individual channels now, so...
1: I kind of want to bite it for some reason. It
0: looks like an apple. It looks like a nice... uh, There's like
1: this foamy thing looking at delicious feels like i'm a, fuzz. Fuzz. if i just get real close uh, to the mic i don't know how well this is picking up but i just wanted to get real close to you guys so i feel like i'm we've been, we've been about that for a minute, speaking Talk in about your ear it. are you done sorry yeah are you ready wait yeah. one more uh, moist <laughs> oh,
0: wow yeah, we just, just turned off like all of our nobody's listening to this anymore sorry guys <coughs> Cue the music <laughs> Yeah, uh, we talked about Frank Miller's uh, Dark Knight 3. Yeah, we we Dark, were skeptical about it. Dark Knight, the Master Race. Well, yeah. they just
1: uh, they just released one of the 31 or so alternate covers. Mm. And it's uh, there's nothing really, it doesn't show any plot. It's just kind of a Batman guy doing Batman-y things. batman Batman guy? Yeah, it doesn't even really look like the big Hulked out.
0: This wouldn't be a Batman comic, wouldn't
1: it? Who's that Batman guy? Anyway, <laughs> okay, so what's, what's the next show here? We're keep getting sidetracked. Keep
0: track. going, keep going. Right. so um, did you ever see Minority Report? And the, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, so they're making a show out of it.
1: Okay. Yeah. I guess right. I'm yeah. not. I mean, it's they're a little late on that one. Real late. movie came out in like the early 2000s, real, right? Real, real late. Well, what okay. kind of what kind of brand recognition does Minority Report have anymore? I'm not
0: really sure. I mean, it's in, in, like in the, like the institutional memory. Oh, wasn't uh Report.
1: didn't didn't they get one of the two like twin people, the uh, the precogs? Wasn't that what they're called? Yeah,
0: they're called precogs. Yeah,
1: one of them is like coming back, and that was like the big draw. Like they couldn't get Tom Cruise, they couldn't get anybody else, well, but but they got one of the weird. Pre-cogs that nobody cares about because they have like two lines in the whole movie
0: they do and so interestingly enough so what, what this the show is going to do is it's i am not i'm not really sold on what this is going to be about it, some of it i've seen is like it's like a continuation of that movie which so, doesn't which doesn't make sense at all because they shut down pre-crime at the end of that movie because yeah. they realized it was unethical they're also kind of working this like this prequel thing in, in, in some of the trailers right that that they're this is the the beginning, the genesis of, of pre-crime, and they're yeah. using it. But the precogs are out walking around, man. Walking around in, like, street clothes. That's weird. Walking around with the detectives to try to help them. So,
1: well, they, I guess it's a good thing that they actually acknowledge the movie, and they don't try to, like, rehash the plot of the movie in... In a TV show. In a TV, TV show? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It'd be terrible if they did that, but I just don't... I mean, like, these are supposed to be, like, you know, basically sacks of meat inside tubes that are sedated... You know, and you know, feed their brain activity so you can see it. Look, but,
1: man, all I want to do is see a show about sacks of meat. Yeah, all right, sacks of meat. Can all I the just dog. get my meat show?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know. It's 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 gonna be kind of freaked out, but like, you know, I don't really.
1: I'm indifferent to that. I don't really care.
0: I don't know. What's, what are they gonna say? Like, let me pick up a phone. You're a detective. It's like, oh hey man, what's up? Oh, I'm just hanging with my precog. <laughs> yeah, we're about to order a pizza, Netflix, and chill. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not really sold on it either. But uh, Marvel Agents of Shield is coming back.
1: I kind of gave up on that show Me a while too, ago. I heard I heard it's been getting better, though. I heard it's pretty good strong. now. What are you Season three? Are we in now? I think so. Yeah, they introduced the Inhumans. Yeah. And uh, people are getting powers and stuff. See, that's so. kind of cool. I dropped off uh, maybe episode six or something in the in first, first season. Season? Yeah. yeah. It was boring. I heard it's gotten a lot better, though. Yeah. I, I actually heard it was kind of cool how they integrated the big twist in, in Captain America. Yeah, in too. Civil War, or not Civil War, uh, Winter, Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier yeah. that, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D was infiltrated by Hydra. They had, like, one of the main cast members. Was a Hydra agent? Spoilers, I guess. Well, they, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> Hail Hydra. Um, interestingly enough, I'm the reason why I'm so interested in watching this show right now is because I want to see how they're gonna work Civil War around this. That
1: would be pretty cool. You know, because yeah. you know
0: what's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, there's gonna be a huge split. So I, I'm almost. It's almost like reading. Um, side stories and a big arc you know what I mean yeah that's true and that's what's kind of I guess it's kind of interesting and you
1: can you can accept them into your head canon or you can reject them yeah, sure. apparently there matter. was a good re- explanation in that show for how Nick Fury just showed up with a helicarrier <laughs> in Age of Ultron you know He just had one, like, parked in the backyard, I guess. But apparently on the show, they explain how he got that. Yeah, I got, like, two. I got an old, you know, 95 one. Mine hasn't
0: been really working since, like, 2002. but Yeah,
1: I didn't upgrade when they went to the Repulsor Tech. You know, I just figured I like the classic look. Yeah,
0: you know, some nice engines, (laughs) nice fuel engines. But, yeah, so that uh, should be cool. Uh, The Flash, need I say more? I'm super excited about this. I can't even, like, talk about it almost because I'm so excited. I'm going to need a minute.
1: So what's going on with the Flash right now, man? Okay, the so Flash-overse, the Flashverse. Can Flash-overse, I call it
0: that? The Flashverse. It is the Flashverse. I don't now. Call So it that at the end of the season, uh, last last season, first season, um, there was a singularity that opened up because of whatever. I won't spoil it for people who watch the show, but a singularity opened up at the middle of the city. Flash rode valiantly into this thing and disappears. Now the whole idea is that they're introducing the multiverse now. Ooh. Earth two is a thing, and they're gonna have Jay Garrick. The original Flash, right? As a as a, a normal character, as like a recurring character that Flash is going to interact with constantly. Oh, that's awesome! It's really cool because they're going like they're going like the Frank Miller Batman approach. That Jay Garrick's like this world weary hero. He's seen too much crap. He's too jaded, and he looks at Barry. And he's like, "You're naive, man. You don't know what the world's about at all."
1: Does he have that wicked rad metal hat? Yeah, he does. That like tin hat. Yes, he does. Because that cool. shows
0: up at the end of the last season like, oh, yeah. randomly, like an Easter egg. We are like, "Oh my God, Jay Garrick!"
1: Well, that's that's pretty cool because, you know, there's this whole idea of, like, legacy with Mm -hmm. the Flash. Yeah. You know, that it's kind of cool that they're integrating that.
0: Absolutely. Wally West is going to show up. which is Kind of cool.
1: What about uh, Impulse?
0: I'm not sure. We'll see. It's from the future. Interestingly enough, so they did, uh, well, there's some, like, dichotomy of whether, you know, uh, Eobard Thawne is truly dr zoom or professor zoom you know even yep. though reverse flash is professor zoom i was gonna say
1: do they call him dr zoom or do they call her him reverse flash well, they reverse, call him reverse flash f- is probably like my favorite villain it's name so ever. silly
0: right it's like he's just the opposite
1: it's just so on the nose because they have villains that are like the opposite of the hero sure, but they don't we, freaking call him no, reverse no. whatever yeah you know? other flash yeah <laughs> flash too mean flash mean
0: flash angry flash yeah yeah, yeah. It's like one of those little uh, like uh, emotion readouts. Like, how do you feel today? Yeah. Angry Flash. Reverse Flash. Not so bad Flash. You know? Flash with yeah. attitude. Flash with attitude, yeah. Flash with attitude. Yeah. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how they work all this into it. And um, there's supposed to be like a gateway between the world. So Earth 2 villains are coming to attack. That's A cool. real timeline. And they're kind of left to fend by themselves. So we'll see what's going on. But I'm very excited. Arrow again. Yep. Fourth season. Season four. four is, how did did you, did you have you caught up mostly with Arrow?
1: <laughs> no, no, not at all.
0: Where'd you leave off? Uh, the beginning. The beginning.
1: I, I didn't jump it, dude. It's so it's such an investment to get, and maybe I'm sorry if I'm telling you know turning away potential viewers of these shows, but man, it's it's a commitment. I don't have a whole lot of time. It in. definitely
0: is, and you're like see you're like three seasons deep too. Yeah, I'm know? not trying it's... to get three seasons deep. Anyway, without without going too much into it, it is the fourth season. Um, I personally hope it's the last season. Is this show, as much as I love it, is on its last leg? It's it's kind of getting schmaltzy and getting is it stupid. Really? It, it kind of is, and I hate to say that because I was so excited about this show for the last three years. Even last season had its moments where I was really disappointed. It redeemed itself.
1: The last season was like it was Ros- Arrow versus
0: Rosalghul. The league league. When show. W-
1: when was Deathstroke?
0: That was season two. Oh really? Yeah. Like, see, season two is brilliant. If you catch up and watch season two, you'll be sold. That was
1: the one point where I was like, man, maybe I should jump on this show because it looked pretty cool. Yeah. I've seen some clips on YouTube and you stuff. Even, you
0: could even honestly just skip all of season one and just watch season two It'd be totally fine. Is it fine. just
1: all origin? Because I already know it's origin.
0: I mean, pretty much. Yeah. And it's like origin with the show and it really doesn't matter. You know what? I, it,
1: <laughs> this just reminded me. Do you ever see the show The Cape? No. Oh my God! It was a superhero show that started, uh, oh boy, like three or four years ago. Okay. I, think oh, it, I heard
0: about this. I did hear about this, but I never, I never watched it yet. Yeah,
1: he was a superhero. I don't think his cape was magic or anything, but he just learned a fighting style using a cape. Interesting. So he would like flip the cape and like disarm people, and he would like use it to fight. It was ridiculous. It was really funny though. Cool. It wasn't a bad show. Well, it, it was still, a bad is it show. Still on. I'll be honest. It was a bad show. It was a bad show. But it had a couple of interesting I episodes. I with the cape. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was a dumb idea though. Real but uh yeah i mean i think it only went one season it just it didn't i don't know what the special effects budget was but it was a very obviously digital cape oh god and then sometimes he would like
0: flip it around you know anyway silliness silliness so yeah here's the thing uh it just uh, here's to hoping fingers crossed neil McDonough is 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 dr dark Mm. so that should be pretty cool
1: for a synopsis on Dr. Dark and all the craziest with that going on. You can
0: see our last episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about this last episode. Self-promotion. All right. Give us money. Backtrack. Flashback Friday. Apparently, apparently a lot of people are trying to shove this Flashback Friday thing down our throats.
1: Throwback Thursday, man.
0: Yeah, come on. Let's stay, let's stay loyal to Thursday here.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty soon we'll have, whoa, remember
0: way back Wednesday. <laughs> Memorial Monday. Memorial Monday. Yeah. Not too far Tuesdays. That thing in the past Tuesday. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I don't even want to think about it. But, yeah, Nick McDonough is the guy, the uh, main guy. Uh, I hope he kills Felicity Smoak in the first 15 minutes. There's, <laughs> there's my point. All right. Uh, moving on, we got our last one, uh, Heroes Reborn.
1: Which is like a Flash and Arrow kind of spinoff, right?
0: Well, no, it's, it's Heroes. It's, it's oh, heroes, right. Heroes. Sorry, well, I was thinking Heroes Legends of Tomorrow. Of League Legends League. of Tomorrow. See, that's the thing is that I think they're gearing up for uh, this year, but I don't think it's going to be ready for this year. I don't think it's going to be on.
1: Well, it's filming right now, I think. Yeah, right? it is
0: filming, so it's, it's not going to be ready. But uh, Heroes Reborn, man. Heroes Part 2. I'm a little skeptical about this.
1: Heroes was great for the first season. The first season was brilliant. And then it had three seasons that got worse and worse as they went on. Yes, they and did. it kind of got screwed over because the second season had a really cool storyline building up, and then the writer strike happened. Mm-hmm. And that kind of shut it down, and I don't think a lot of those guys maybe came back or what ended up happening, but it definitely wasn't the same after the writers' strike.
0: Yeah, it felt really weird. But, uh, yeah, they're trying to do it again. Uh, <laughs> I, there's some talk that it's it's like a reboot of the show, but it's got the same characters. So hopefully they just continue the story on, but it has to be done in an interesting way because if they continue it from where they left off, it's just going to fail. I've,
1: I've been like a negative Nancy this whole time, but this is another show where, I, I don't know, I've just been kind of burned by heroes, so maybe. Yeah, me
0: too. So uh, there it is, folks. Uh, if you want to get your geek on this fall, you know how to do it. Uh, TVGuide.com has the schedule of all this, so if you can pick out your favorite shows and watch them. As always, you can email us, join us on Facebook, like us, follow us on Twitter at, at @RavingGeeks. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. And you can uh, tweet at us. If you hate the shows, tell us. If you love the shows, tell us. If you think we're full of crap, please, by all means.
1: If you send us a really salty... Comment oh, or we'll email. Read it on the air. We will read it on the we air. We will read mean tweets with zeal. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get I, our Shakespeare on, bro. No
0: judgments, you know. Yeah, we don't care. Yeah, you can say whatever you want about us. I'm gonna Every- write all the mean tweets. That's good.
1: I hope you do. Probably enjoy them. Honestly. Everything
0: that you could say about us, trust me, we've already heard True. a million times before. But uh you know, I don't think that would ever cause us to beef, though, would it? Like, you and our, me. Yeah, well, not as us. If
1: someone was like Ben's dragging the show down, Malachi should take over. Yeah,
0: or like you know, Malachi has nothing really good to say; just kind of jumps in when he does. And Ben's got full of knowledge. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna tell you. Something. You I don't know what they're gonna say. To be Cassie honest is with you, the best part of the show. They might S- something like
1: I don't know. Ben's full of himself and he needs to shut up. Well, that's true. So I mean, I won't,
0: I won't <laughs> you know, disregard that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hopefully that would never happen to us because you know, sometimes, sometimes he's beasts, man. You yeah, just tear everybody Tears people apart. apart. It's like a marriage. It's yeah. like a divorce. Remember
1: when Simon and Garfunkel strangled each other on live TV? Dude, yeah, they couldn't handle it. That yeah, was the Johnny Carson Dude, show. Dude, Garfunkel
0: almost got stabbed.
1: <laughs> yeah. You want to see, you wanna <laughs> see Paul real. Simon
0: stab somebody? We'll
1: Paul Simon, up. he cut a chunk of his afro mm-hmm. off, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there was that time the Beatles uh, had a, a gunfight in India. Yeah, yeah.
0: It was bad. Yeah. Maharishi was like, whoa. Ringo almost died. I can't handle all this violence. Yeah. You got to stop fighting here.
1: That's actually, you in know, India. people think uh, the whole Paul is dead thing. You yeah. He probably got shot in India. Probably did.
0: Well, we got to cover this up somehow. I yeah. got it. Yeah. We're good. But uh, the reason why I bring this up is because uh, Malachi and I have been talking about this a little bit, and uh, we want to introduce a new segment on the show. Wow, we're like introducing new segments every show. Yeah. I'm really proud of that. You
1: know what that deserves? A little celebration music.
0: Whew. Hit it, Kels. All right, so. Awesome. But yeah, so we're going to introduce a new segment, uh, Great Beefs in Comic Book History. We'll mm-hmm. talk about beefs between characters, beef between creators.
1: I'm really excited about this. I'm really am This is going to be really fun.
0: You know, beefs between, uh, you know, fans. You and know what we
1: should do, too? We should pick a side.
0: Yeah, we should. Well, like, okay, well, will we do that at the end Yeah, of yeah. today's? Okay, yeah, yeah. we will. Well, what side are you on? Right. That's perfect. Well, today, I mean, we got to do the most epic of them all the most well known of them all. Uh some of the founders of some of the greatest comic books and characters we know of. Jack Kirby versus Stan the Man Lee. This goes way back, man. This is like this is like almost like a seventy five seventy five years worth of, of anger. Yeah. Being pissed off at each other.
1: And it's extremely relevant because of the resurgence of Stan Lee in pop culture. Absolutely. He was kind of irrelevant for a little bit, but not anymore, man. Real he's irrelevant. on top of it. He's in every Marvel movie, yes, his face is everywhere. And they kind of attributed him as like the guy who
0: created uh, Marvel somehow. <laughs> you know, he's like got that status among people. Yes, he does. And that's a really big misconception, but also, you know, you got to figure out who you, who you believe in all this because you've got Stan Lee, who's known for exaggeration, and then you've got Jack Kirby who, God rest his soul, was bitter about everything and yeah. was very vengeful in everything that he said. So I'm going to break some of this down here for you guys as easily as I can, and then we're going to pick a side. So uh, Malachi, do you know this history really well?
1: Not extremely well. I know a little bit of it. Uh, once again, we'll provide color commentary while you drive Indeed.
0: us. and you're so good at that. See, you can't break us up. We're too good.
1: I hate looking at your face. Right. Ugh, <laughs> I'm gonna grind
0: more, my you know, teeth. Strangle
1: you doing. with that Green Lantern shirt.
0: Okay, so my Ahem. source of knowledge on this, and I looked up a lot of different things. People can go on Wikipedia and go on. Yeah, there's, there's a couple books written about there's it. There's a lot sure. of books about it. Yeah. One of them is, I believe, is written by a Steve Dewan of the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Man, oh, that's pretty he's cool. He's written pretty extensively about this beef too, and a very long piece, and then. A much shorter piece on, on uh, oregon live but um basically the way that doing put it is that and i love this analogy is that you know without these two working together the the essence of these characters which just would not be you take one out it just it doesn't work yeah. kirby provided marvel's most important characters with their divinity is what steve's or uh yeah steve says divinity divinity yeah so check that out and then lee gave them their humanity Oh, that's, that's
1: pretty cool. It's a really
0: profound way to look at it, that right? Is.
1: I got a little goosebumps it there me for a too, second.
0: Because it's the age-old argument of these two, right? Kirby's focus on the fantastic and the surreal made him a true techno-futurist.
1: Creating right? the new gods. Exactly. And exactly. Take a Orion, look at new gods. Orion and Darkseid and all that stuff.
0: That whole thing was created as a universe within DC which had no direct link to dudes running around in capes. Right. At all. And then it worked so well as they worked it all into the multiverse and then these giant wars. You and then know? he
1: essentially did the same thing for Marvel. I don't know if he created Galactus in the Silver Surfer, did he? I think he
0: did. Yes. Did he really? Yes, okay. he did. Well,
1: either way, he definitely defined them.
0: And that's like saying the same vein, too, of all the New God stuff, too. Yeah. So it's it's really great. Um,
1: but at the same time, you have Stan Lee, who's the guy who made Peter Parker a, a troubled teenager who's having these real world problems that people could relate to. And the Fantastic Four is like a wacky family and everything.
0: Exactly. So there's a dynamic there. There's a human dynamic. And yeah, he made these heroes really relatable. They were vulnerable. They were flawed in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, you know, it's an approach that Marvel still uses, but is much, much more galvanized by DC especially since since the late 80s you know what I mean trying yeah. to capitalize on this hyper hyper reality uh, instead of you know being fantastic so yeah admittedly you know they stole that from Marvel at the tail end of the Silver Age but <laughs> you know as all things go uh, adapted stole it's there, comics yeah. baby yeah right so I mean you wouldn't have all this without these two guys but that being said uh, the, they both did not meet on good terms they met in 1940 uh, they were working for timely uh, publishing at the time and they couldn't really catch a break. Their characters sucked. They, yep. they produced nothing characters. And when they met, uh, Lee found Kirby to be really unreachable, kind of off-limits, off-putting, uh, always kind of angry. Um, where at the same time, Kirby really thought Lee was like a class cow- clown, kind of an agitator. Um, there's one quote from Jack Kirby that states, in fact, I told Joe Simon, of DC fame, mm-hmm. to throw him out of the room. Stanley was a pest. He liked to irk people and it was one of the things I couldn't take.
1: He's very bombastic.
0: Extremely bombastic.
1: Uh, Avid self-promoter. Yeah. I, I mean, that's where he's at right now. You know, he's, he's basically just kind of created this mystique around himself.
0: Surely. Absolutely. There's some picture that I found. Uh, I'm going to pull it up here just so you can look at it. This is this is the the difference between these guys, right? And we're going to post this on our Facebook. Yeah, that's pretty funny. We got a picture of Jack Kirby all nice in a sweater with a nice cigarette and uh, our pencil, you know, looking... A, Esteemed. Yeah. Well, the picture right next to it left is uh, Stan the Manly in a members only jacket with a handlebar mustache.
1: And he has his shirt buttoned far too low. Far too low. That's about. That's almost belly button. He, he doesn't
0: even have any chest hair,
1: man. He's got like a cape or something. What is he doing there? <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> I think but. it's funny that he pretty much hasn't changed his look in about 50 years. No, you know, he
0: still looks the same. He's no a little grayer. He
1: he's a little skinnier, maybe a little bit older looking. But man, he's got that mustache and he's still got the glasses.
0: Super weird. So, I mean, they carry on and, <coughs> you know, both of them left. Well, Stanley stayed with Timely Magazine, was editor-in-chief with them, um, was an editor there, and... Didn't produce much for twenty years. For twenty years did made nothing stories. Meanwhile, at the same time, Jack Kirby went on with uh, Joe Simon in DC and created Sandman. He created a bunch of really notable characters. Did a lot of good work. Yeah. Um, so when they finally came back to work together in '58, in um, they really didn't do much either. And when they created Marvel, uh, Marvel almost tanked in a in a matter of. Three years.
1: Yeah, they were almost bankrupt.
0: They were really almost bankrupt. Which is
1: why, you know, Fox got the rights to all these characters, and they kind of sold off all these different properties, because, man, they were treading water. They were trying to stay alive. And
0: this was in the very beginning, too, man. So you got to understand, it's just, it's crazy. So in 61, there was a breakthrough, and that breakthrough was the Fantastic Four. And, you know, that was a Kirby Lee production, now one of the most iconic books of all time, even though they're dead.
1: It's a Kirby Lee joint. Kirby Lee joint.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Boys in the Hood, which wasn't produced by uh, Spike Lee at all. I just decided to throw that out there. Yeah, but um, yeah, so they they created that, and then there's, there's a huge argument about who created the Fantastic Four. You know, Lee is adamant that he wrote the synopsis for it that eventually Kirby worked off of. Kirby is adamant that Lee didn't do anything. He was sitting in a chair crying at the time when he created the Fantastic Four Why? because he was so worried that everything was falling apart. Oh, you know. So, uh, yeah, these guys were, were really big losers. <laughs> in the, I mean, they were. They were really big losers in the comic book world before uh, they this moment in 61, yeah. which changed everything. The
1: context of that's pretty funny. Though. I, well, yeah, for, these guys for are sure. freaking losers. Hilarious.
0: Um, so they worked. They created... They had a partnership and it came to an end. They and, lived,
1: they laughed, they loved. Yeah, TV.
0: not so much. I mean, they vehemently bickered through the news media and the comic trades for years, for decades until until he died. Jack Kirby died in '94. There was one thing that I read that there was some moment of reconciliation, uh, where Joe Simon got them in a room together. Uh, Lee was so like nervous that he slashed his hand on a wine wine glass. Right. So when he when you know Kirby came in, he's wrapping his hand. Oh yeah. They were real nice and friendly, yada yada. Joe Simon's like, thank
1: Probably because Stan Lee was losing so much blood, he was like delirious.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's, Lee was really repentive, man. He was like, I want to work again. And, you know, Kirby was like, Yeah, you know what? I, I, I really want to work again, too. Roz Kirby, uh, Jackson. Raish Kirby? Yeah, Raish Kirby. <laughs> Roz Raish. It's R O Z, so we can get away with this. Okay, one. so like
1: Rosalind. Yeah,
0: she heard this that they wanted to work together, it was in the room, hovering over my dead body, and pulled Kirby out of the room. <laughs> really? Yeah. And it wasn't until Kirby died that, you know, Roz tried to make amends with Lee. And as she did, this is the most tragic story, too. Lee showed up to his funeral, Mm -hmm. to Kirby's funeral. He had to ask, too, to see if he was all right to go. He said, yeah, come on. Thing goes on, yada, yada. He's sitting in the middle, and Roz sees him and wants to bury this all with with Jack. She's like, no no ill feelings. Let's get this out. She sees him walking out. She yells to him, stand, stand. Doesn't hear. Walks out to the parking lot. He's already gone. And that's the last time that they really ever spoke. Wow. You know, even all this stuff. So... There's the backstory, there's the drama. They've argued for years about who created what. Uh, Kirby didn't really get any royalties for any of this stuff. He even asked Stan Lee for his original artwork and was denied. When Stanley was running the show, and
1: that's the thing too. That's that, I think that's the source part for a lot of a lot of people is that you know often creators are kind of screwed over. Mm-hmm. You know they're they're kind of destitute while you have these movies. Here's a great example: uh, creator of Rocket Raccoon mm-hmm. uh, has some kind of I think it's a neuro disease or something like that. But he's in a wheelchair. He's not doing so good. People have since raised a lot of money for him, but uh, he didn't really get much when Guardians of the Galaxy came out.
0: Sure, he didn't yeah sure he didn't same thing with that uh, alan moore which we can bring up in another oh week, God. for sure alan moore versus everyone <laughs> yeah right so we'll save that one for later but this is the same scenario yeah, that's gonna so, be an epic one yeah it's really sad and a lot of people have taken sides when uh Herbie was nearly on his deathbed a lot of even in the 80s before any of this he got sick you know a lot of people had his had his back and his support so like, yeah screw stanley but the institutional memory has faded now yeah you know what i mean Stan as you mentioned, Stanley is real big into the cultural context. He's not only appearing in the movies, but in other media as well. And there's a mythos behind him that he is the true creator of the Marvel universe. Yeah. So I gotta ask you now, Malachi, where do you stand on this?
1: Well, I'm definitely on the side of Kirby. Okay. I mean, I honestly Look, I like Stanley, but his personality is very grating to me. I'm yeah. I'm so over his cameos. This is
0: too much, man.
1: And they're getting like longer. Like I'd like to compare the seconds of film that he gets in each one of these, and I guarantee that that's going up with each one. It's, it's getting a little ridiculous. Yeah. It takes you out of the movie. It definitely you know? does. There's a great fan theory out there that he's actually the watcher, and that's why he's in all of these yeah, things. Yeah, I've
0: heard that too. And that's actually, I mean, if you look at it through that lens, it's kind of cool.
1: That's kind of cool, yeah. And you know what? And if it ends up being that way, great. It's a great payoff to something that's been there from the beginning. And I think they'd be dumb not to do it, honestly. If yeah. they ever need the watcher oh, for plus something. Plus, he,
0: kn- he knows that people talk about this. And that's one sure. thing I'll give Stan Lee is that he is really connected to his research. He's on the pulse, yeah. for sure.
1: But I think he's a, like I said before, I think he's a bombastic self promoter. I think his whole Excelsior brand and everything is just really dumb. I, I don't think know. I said
0: that to you once, right? And You cringed. I did. You almost <laughs> I, punched me in the face. I think I vomited. Yeah, you were upset. I threw up a little bit You in were my real mouth. upset. You looked at me like, don't ever say that to me again. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> dude, sorry. Jeez.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I like, uh, you know, like, um, Stanley, you can't say that he's not as creative as Jack Kirby. You, you just can't. Oh, clearly not. But um, because Kirby was the artist, and I really like his art style, and I like how he, he basically – set the, uh, the bar for what the Cosmic Universe would look like in both Marvel and DC. I think that's just an unparalleled level of, uh, of creation there. And I just like it more. So. I,
0: you know what? I, I, I have to agree with you on a lot of levels, and I've always kind of a, agreed on that too. Um, you know, what Jack Kirby did for the look and feel of comic books, uh, embracing, as I mentioned, this, this aspect of futurism, pushing the boundaries of sci-fi, yeah. while at the same time integrating into Capes Comics, that's you know that, that's a that's a feat that a lot of people still cannot match no matter how hard they try um, and I really dig that. However, you know I got I I, I gotta see Stanley's side on this too. Is that you know Jack Kirby blew up in people's faces a lot. He had a terrible temperament. Yeah, sure. Stanley was annoying. He was probably <laughs> you know just just batty all the time. Probably yeah. But you know you. Yeah, when you have an artist's temperament, you're going to act like a dick. And True. Kirby definitely act like, acted like a dick a bunch of times. And, you know, this this idea that he didn't get paid, that he got somehow screwed in the real big long run, I mean, yeah, by Marvel for sure, but he created the New Gods and had a very lucrative career with DC at a time when DC wasn't paying their creators peanuts. Mm-hmm. He still made out. He was still vital to that whole universe. And that's why every time you have, like, a big DC thing, they always they always laud Kirby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he, despite him making Spider-Man, despite him making the Fantastic Four, you know, the characters that he helped create with DC in the long run were much, much more important, I feel, personally, to the greater universe, as opposed to this, like, myopic view of like individual heroes. Yeah. So
1: and you know what that's not even really Stanley's fault Mm-mm. his pay. Stanley Mm-mm. didn't really have any. He
0: seemed to do like he was always kind of a timid guy in the first place. I think that's probably where all that, you know, over exaggeration comes from is that he, I don't know he strikes me as not being very secure with himself. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where it comes from. What so, would Freud say? What would Freud say? He does puff on a lot of cigars. There's a lot of cigars. There's pictures. a lot of
1: phallic imagery there, you oh, think? Yeah. He's, He's got, got, got an oral a
0: handlebar on his lone lip.
1: Got an oral fixation perhaps.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Maybe. Hmm. Chewing on pencils?
1: They should call us the raving psychoanalyst. Yeah, yeah. We're going it's to not as catchy. Coming at you. Wouldn't, wouldn't really fit on the title card. We're well. going
0: to get a bunch of psychology professors to talk about We don't even know.
1: That would be interesting. You know what would be really fun? Pete Holmes did this, I think, on his podcast once. He had a a neuroscientist, like, map his brain. We should get a psychology professor to listen to an episode. The next episode he should... psychoanalyze He should analyze it. That's a really good idea. Wouldn't that be funny?
0: Listen, if there's any psychology professors at CMU or anywhere else, for that matter, listening right now, we fully accept uh, our own invitation to have our brains mapped yeah, and psychoanalyze. Dr.
1: Cosmetopolis at a sunny San Diego University. Yeah, yeah, a sure. good personal friend of mine who oh, I just good. made up. Good. He should definitely come on the show.
0: Yeah, yeah. If he was a real person, I bet he would totally be here.
1: Yeah. Just Jesus, dude. I just I'm inventing people. What do you What would he say about that? I
0: don't know. Maybe you should work for DC. <laughs> I don't think
1: I want to know what what a psychologist would say. It'd freak me out, man.
0: Oh, well, yeah. I'm, well, I'm a little worried about break that. Break too. me as a person. Yeah, perhaps. we're not gonna do this anymore. Yeah, no, we're out. We're we're,
1: out. we're too vulnerable. It's a little for this. too intimate.
0: But uh, I think that's about it. Uh, Malachi, thanks again for uh, adding such beautiful color commentary.
1: My pleasure. My pleasure.
0: (laughs) There's a lot of times where I don't know what I'm talking about and you carry the shit I'm just kidding. We we share the load. If the
1: rules were reversed, it'd be a little bit more difficult. Do you have any uh, wrecks this week?
0: Any wrecks? Um, I I honestly do not. Things have been rather busy. Yeah. But uh, I haven't, funny enough, I started Dexter. Oh, yeah. And I totally missed the Dexter train. Wow, what a brilliant show! Way off show. the Dexter train. I feel like I've been in like an ice like cap for like the last like ten yeah. years. If
1: you inserted that quote in like 2006, you'd be right on the pulse. Hey,
0: do you guys see Dexter? Oh my god! Yeah,
1: can't wait for the second season to come out.
0: Well, I like it because in, uh, we're talking about it in the context of like you know vigilantes and superheroes, he's like a vigilante serial killer. You know, he only kills bad guys. That's
1: yeah. That's how they make him relatable or likable, right? Is that Dude, he only I kills people who d- I mean, who deserve it? I guess. You know,
0: and it's like he's like got like laser like la- discipline, how not to not to break out of that. You too know? bad
1: he doesn't have laser vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so uh, th- the ending of that's pretty unsatisfying. Don't though. tell me. I don't know. Do you, are you aware that it's unsatisfying? All though? I
0: know is about the the the, the one guy comes out and says, surprise MFR and they've made all those jokes. But uh, mm. I know that he gets caught eventually. He's got to. We'll see. Yeah, I guess we, we will. Shall won't we shall see. He almost spoiled the whole, sh- whole show for me on, on live TV. Live yeah, TV. We're, we're, we're televised. Are right we, now. Where's
1: the camera? Yeah, that's right. It's kind of freaking me yeah, out a little bit. I didn't do my makeup this morning. Time. I didn't put my face on.
0: <laughs> Your face, face is off.
1: I got a wreck. You uh, wreck. Go for yes. It. Uh, Invincible is. Uh, I don't even. Ooh,
0: I've read Invincible. It's great, isn't it? I don't it? know if
1: it's ongoing still. Is no, it? it's dead. It's done? I think it's pretty dead. Yeah. Robert Kirkman, writer, Walking Dead, uh, robot science dog, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, pretty great. Uh, it's look, it's it's a little uh, not super adult sometimes, but it gets a little violent sometimes too. But uh, it just I like it because it it kind of subverts some superhero tropes. It totally turns
0: it on its head. Yeah, you got the one ultimate uh, kind of super Superman figure realizing that he is pretty pretty damn evil. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I read I remember reading that it was great.
1: Yeah, Artworks really great too. I really like the art style. It's really clean. Uh, line work. Absolutely.
0: So. Hey, uh, did you see... Uh, we, we're on a comic book covered now?
1: Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, go to our uh, Facebook or Twitter, check out our new post that we made. Props cool. to photo editor Katie Critz for taking the, uh, the cutout photo yep, and props and- for... Brian Watson, who's uh, that's how you say your last name. I don't want to. Yeah. Okay, I didn't want to botch her last name. she a on our
0: show too, so uh, yeah. she's well versed with the Raven geeks. Yeah, we
1: talked about Star Trek and some stuff. Yeah, uh, she uh, she did the typography and everything. So yeah, I think it turned out really good. I like it. I think it's actually a lot better than our first one.
0: I do too. And so it's it's more uh, integrative, but. Uh, we're
1: the, probably, we'll try. I think we're trying to put those up around campus too. Yeah, so, so hopefully you'll see them. Keep if, your peepers uh, popped.
0: Yeah, and if, honestly too, we don't want you to face them. But uh, if you somehow happen to deface them and draw something really funny, please, by all means, send that to us.
1: Yeah, we'll probably upload that. Yeah, yeah. Let people share And then share we'll it. find
0: you. And make sure you never do it again.
1: Just no phallic stuff, yeah, guys. Yeah, no
0: phallic. We're not, trying to, we're not trying to go down that second Alanis road. No. No. Well, thank you very much, guys, for listening in. As always, uh, you can check us out on Fridays. Again, we mentioned our Facebook and Twitter. Please follow us. Please like us. And uh, you can check us on SoundCloud, too, right?
1: Yes. For those of you who do not have iphone devices
0: you can listen to it
1: through itunes on your computer if you want but i mean i mean if you're listening to this and you don't have an iphone anyway you probably already know this but yeah you can you can look at soundcloud
0: on your droid and everything yes you can so thank you very much again as always you can check us out same bat time same bat network you can follow the latest from cm life by liking us on facebook following us on twitter instagram and snapchat Download our app and subscribe to CM Life podcast channel on iTunes. The print edition of CM Life is published Monday and Thursday and is distributed throughout campus and Mount Pleasant. Thank you for listening and supporting CM Life student media.